We're back to the warehouse for the third Blitzball battle. Is Trevor losing the MVP throne? Let's talk Blitzball. Welcome to the Blitzball Boys, the podcast about Blitzball and boys, but mostly about boys. I'm your co-host, Brendan Ruppel, along with my fellow host, Peter Del Rey. It's like getting me excited every time just to see what you're going to say each time because <laughs> you've thrown curveballs in the past oh. but huge game huge huge game today. huge game um i think it's one that i know i've been looking forward to since the tournament was announced and the participants were announced and all that but Easily. i mean it was a big one there was a lot to take in in this one so i, I hope you brought your cup of milk <sighs> you know what i almost forgot my cup of milk and then as i was walking in here to watch this episode I saw it on the counter, like, oh, I can't forget that. This is a big Ooh, game. Thank goodness I remembered this. Oh, my, oh, my. Let's yeah. rock and roll. It was a doozy. Yeah, doozy. That's, that is what you do after you get your cup of milk. You do rock and roll. I mean, it is a big one, though. So uh, I, I think It's weird normal... because it felt it was big just because it was a fun game. But at the end of the day, it, well, really, it doesn't matter say, too much. Like the I was going to say, this. like, instead of our normal discourse, would, do you want to just get go straight into the burn? Sure. Just All because right. it is so big? Absolutely. Let me turn this down burn, a little bit. Burn, 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 burn. And people have been saying, do you hear this out in these streets that these are better than Jake's by like a long shot too? Wow. Yeah. Fucking embarrassing. That's what people are saying. People have been saying that. A lot of people are saying. I, I would, not just Jimmy. You know, I would, I would say that too. You know what? I guess I'll, I'll just prove it right now. It's Como versus Rodden, and you might think it's the first day of spring because these two teams are out here fighting for seeds. Como starts off on the mound by avoiding Trev to get to Dan, but Rourke says, prepare for trouble and make it double as he rockets his team to a 2-0 lead. The Como boys are just as wild as Chris Pontius and Wee Man because their walks allow Rodden to finish the inning at 4-0. Trevor needs some tissues because he's having some issues. Issuing walk after walk to allow Como to keep the bases full to scrape across a full five-run inning on a few hits. Unlike a jury duty slip, Forgotten Rotten needs to answer back. Thankfully, Como's favorite actress is Mandy Moore because they love giving up walks to remember. Rotten scores four more runs on two hits to get a slightly uncomfortable lead. Dan Rourke needs to get one out to bring home a win, but Reezer is no displeaser and finishes off Rotten with a walk-off double to win 10-8. to Whew. That was really that was your best one yet, I think. Wow, thank you. I'm, I'm glad I uh, took the time to restart it. Yeah, you did a really good job with that one. Damn, wow. with the, with the delivery or the or the uh, the written burn itself. I'd love the feedback. The delivery, the delivery. That oh, was your best delivery. The written <laughs> writing was off. No, <laughs> the written no one was good too. The written the written part was good too. Yeah, there was a lot that I didn't understand. Wait, well, okay. So Mandy Moore is uh, the lead in A Walk to Remember. Yeah, I figured that I was one you didn't much. get. Oh, you did get that. Okay, then. No, well, I understood. I had context clues. Because <laughs> the, the movie ones, I'm always unsure if you're going to get. The movie um, ones, just assume no. Okay. Then, the, yeah, I know you'd understand the Team Rocket one. Do you like that? Team Rocket. I threw up the deuces um, right when you said it. Because I knew it was coming for. The jury duty one maybe got past you because you, you probably answer your jury duty slips, but the joke was that I don't. I've never gotten one. Oh, okay. So, yeah, for context, I guess you're supposed to get them and then answer them but i said i i avoid them which i guess is nice funny to great. me <clears throat> uh there's Illegal. one more oh the chris pontius one uh that one i got you did get that one. Oh, wow. okay good i've seen wild boys i think, we're, I, think I was in middle school everything. once 
<laughs> it's such a good show. Such a good show. <laughs> Always in middle school once. Yeah. Right, well, that, I guess that covers the um, the burn recap <laughs> to make sure you get it. There everyone. you go, everybody. Now you're up to speed. <laughs> now you're up to speed. <laughs> um, yeah, fantastic game. Tons of action. Most hits we've ever seen in the warehouse. I think it was Man. 15. You had, you had all the stats um, on like, the most of these things. What was the most? It was hits, walks, and what else? Hits, pitches, and walks. Uh, 15 hits, you know. Uh, let me see. 11 walks, it looks like. Uh, and then let me just highlight these. 173 pitches Holy total shit. amongst all four guys. Yeah, when I, when I saw Reezer and Plus totals, I was like, whoa, that's a lot of pitches for one game. Crossing the 60. Yeah, I mean, fucking in the post game, Sammy said he has a torn... Yeah, uh, UCL is that is that the right something one? like that? I, I guess that's the kind of thing. I think that's somewhere in your shoulder, uh, where it elbow. So it shows how much I know. Um, it basically said it. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, it's kind of uncomfortable, but it's not something that will like be his total detriment. He just, he just, you can kind of pitch through it, and it just hurts eventually. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of crazy. It's crazy that he's yeah. also like when he goes and plays with his friends, he'll still like touch ninety with that issue. Yeah, that's insane. Insane. Throwing a piece of plastic 90 miles an hour is insane. <laughs> that is nuts. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're not going to do the normal uh, we go through every at-bat. Yeah, just yeah we're, we're going to skip. So, right, we're just going to do awards now. We're just going straight you to guys awards. Gotta, we're gonna go off. It's late. I got to go to bed. I got to <laughs> mow the grass in the morning. Then we got to go to the craft fair. So yeah. I got to like wrap this up. And then I got to go over Peter's house and then grow his grass so he can cut it again. Grow my grass while I'm at the craft fair so that I have to <laughs> mow it again when I come back. It's a whole thing. Um, no, I mean, it was great. You saw early on um, Trevor. Well, I guess we'll start with the top of the first. It's stupid to start with the bottom. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. They I mean, tried to get a lot of stuff happened every inning. Yeah, they tried to get in Rotten's head early. They they quick pitched Trav before he was ready for the first pitch of the game. Didn't um, work. You know, uh, I I have in my notes that Trev had some elite nonverbal shit talking. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that was that was when uh, Sammy threw four straight balls, and then Trev turned away to like walk away as though it was so good ball five. But it was actually a strike. It was a strike. Um, it was a, if, if that just clipped pipe too, if that didn't, that would have been so much better. But he doesn't care. It, it's, this is the kind of body language that you get from Trevor. Um, but different from the body language you get from him later. Like he was still very, very calm looking throughout, but looked more focused and maybe was like shoving down frustration a little bit. And is really good at doing that. But he still calm energy, but just something on his face was a little bit different in the second half of the game. He, I have it in my notes too, and it's for later. It's not for this first, uh, the the top of the first at least. Right. But you know, it was too tense on Rotten's side, and I feel like somebody needed to break something up with a joke or like say something. Yeah, yeah. Like even if even if Dan just walked over to Trev and like whispered in his ears, like, "Hey, I think I just shit my pants," like just to <laughs> just to get him laughing. Yeah. That's one of the problems with I think with the team dynamic is that it's like big dad coach Trev and then little. Dan Work and I think Dan Work is just there to be like, yeah, 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 just be like, yes, kid, to whatever. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Trev is a major leaguer and he probably gets in the zone very differently than you were. Like, if it was you and me, if either you or me are struggling on the mound, we know got to get him laughing, got to loosen him up a little. Otherwise, right. you could get too tight, get in his own head. For Trev, it's completely different. Well, he's what a would you do if you needed to get me like out of my head? If you were probably exactly what I just told you. <laughs> just my fans. Just and then I, the problem is, I would probably believe you that it really happened, and I wouldn't laugh. 
I'm not the best person <laughs> to be saying that, huh? Uh, but <laughs> as well documented on the pod, I do have real stomach <laughs> issues. Um, no, I probably would have said something just like completely jarring. Yeah. Like you, I would have called you over thinking, making you think <laughs> that I was going to like say something tactical. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could exactly picture the kind of scenario. But then... But then you would say, something. you would do the thing where that I love what you do when you pull up your shirt and then you talk with your belly button in your fingers. That's always a really funny one. <laughs> do I do that? Yeah, you, you make it look like your belly button's talking to me. Like, bruh, 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 bruh. that must be something that I did <laughs> 10 years ago. Like, hey, I bro, don't do hey, bro, throw it over <laughs> from your hey, belly button. Bro, how about you get one over the plate? <laughs> we'll post a video of my belly button later. <laughs> uh, um, but no, I, you know, something, I don't know. I feel like I would have said something. Yeah. But Trevor's different, you know? You don't want to mess up his groove. All day, all day, if I was Dan, what would I have said to Trev that would have worked there? Because, you know, you are that professional in that locked-in mindset of, like, I just got to finish this out. And, you know, you know Trevor's self-talk in his head is a lot more, for lack of a better term, professional than somebody like jimmy or dan rourke or nikki cass or somebody like that where he's probably just like it's okay no big deal just gotta right. get it over i think what i settled on if i was um dan what i would have settled on for trevor was just go over there and be like hey it's one game don't be so tense just loosen up a little yeah everything will work out if we lose one we lose one we're already qualified for playoffs yeah it is hard to, to know what to say i think the only person that could really have something valuable to bring to Trevor would be his former teammate being another MLB right. player. Uh, anybody else is like, I feel like it's not even Dan's fault. Like it's not that he's like so much lesser than Trevor. Like everyone in this tournament on paper is. So I would be intimidated to say anything to a guy that's trying to focus who has been there. So I, I understand not saying a word, but he's not, he like Dan isn't even that different because in that first inning, Dan was contributing a ton. Oh Yeah. You know, maybe not on the pitching side, but on the hitting side, Dan, you know, got the first runs, I think, right? Yeah. Yes. Dan got the first RBIs of the game, which was... Uh, and Trevor does a good job. You know, I watched the post game a little bit, and Trevor does a great job of trying to make Dan know, hey, you, you yeah. are doing great. Like, even when you, like, weren't throwing strikes, he was like, I, well, I wasn't throwing strikes, first of all. And, like, but... When Dan couldn't find it, he's like, "You did great. You did exactly what I wanted you to do. You did nothing wrong. Like you did, and then right. you hit. So you did it. He was just trying to like really like be like, dude. And, and, he, and what you were saying too about like it's only one game, that made Dan feel better. The way Ploof put that, like we we've always lost a game before. And then Dan Rourke was like, "Oh, okay, great, thank God." Oh, really? I thought you yeah. Dan outing himself as not watching the last <laughs> yeah, couple of tournaments, right. which I guess is it's fine. Yeah, because he was in them. Um, but. You know, we saw a lot of good things from Forgotten Rotten. We also saw a lot of good things from Como in this first inning, even though they gave up four runs. You saw, like, your favorite part of the whole game when uh, Sammy adapted Jack Doyle's pitching timing <laughs> yeah. and came back, you know, yelled out, Woo, Jack, Jack Doyle! Doyle. <laughs> yeah. Um, just showing his adaptabilities, he saw that happen in We Got Ice's first game. It was like, I think I'm going to do that too. Yeah. Um, so you saw that kind of thing going on, uh, which was pretty cool. 
Yeah, it was cool. Just seeing how adaptable he is. Um, I think he did a great job in that first inning, even though he gave up uh, two runs. Yeah. So it could have been worse. They go into the bottom of the first, going down. They're down 4-0, bottom of the first. Sorry, that's soccer Pete coming out. <laughs> They're down 4-0, bottom of the first. You know, I feel like a lot of lesser teams would just get in their head. They see that like, as a huge done. mountain to climb. Yeah, just let's figure out this goal differential. Goal differential. Just, <laughs> just figure out this run differential. Um, and just like get to yeah, a let's solid. Let's just bury spot. one in the net. Yeah, uh, but then you see bury in the net. <laughs> then you see yeah, uh, Como. Like they, I think they're confident at the plate. Like they said that too in their post game is like. Well, but not even that. They, well, they, they know they pitch, have bats. Double. Though. Yeah, but they're, they're not first, afraid first at, pitch at all. Double. They, need, they, they need get to do a work. first pitch double down four. That brings all the momentum back into their um, half. Yeah. We're just going for, I don't, I'm just going to lean into it. Uh, they're now, they now have the momentum thinking like, oh, yeah, we're down four nil, but we just got a double on the first pitch. We can absolutely pull this back. And you see in the second inning, while Trev isn't doing poorly... They get five runs on him. Yeah. I mean, so I'll even go one step further and say that they weren't scared before the double. I think they know that their best attribute is the hitting because the pitching is just different for them here. And the hitting is one thing that they know they can hit so much faster and more difficult pitches than what's going to be thrown yeah. to them. Um, so they know like that's the one thing they can handle is like they, they, they almost expect to put up five every inning. Now, especially now they're getting used to the speed. Uh, and, and also like a little bit, not not totally in their credit. Trevor was nibbling so much that they were able to take a lot of walks. So they weren't like what actually mashing. Uh, as like he was, he's trying to be too perfect and just missing on the outsides and just pitching mm. way more balls than you'd expect. Like they they kept talking about it in the booth about how much he was missing, like missing more than usual. Trevor Plouffe, <clears throat> um, and that allowed them to get into hitters counts and to have runners on all the time, and which puts pressure on the pitching. So I, I think the situational batting was even more impressive than like the swinging and hitting itself because their their takes were just unbelievable which i guess maybe even more so proves how good of hitters they are from seeing all these fast fast pitches all the time when it's coming up that slow you can kind of see where like the path if you're used to a higher speed oh yeah they're fantastic hitters i mean we knew it coming into the game yeah just the fact like jumping ahead a little to the final stat line the fact that they got six singles and four doubles yeah says enough about it just like you don't have to watch the game just read the stats oh these como kids are good they're really good mm -hmm. right um the big play in that inning or the bottom half of the first inning is uh Caden well, he hit the ball straight up hit the roof came down and landed right, right in front of Tread. his feet were like still um like, it was very clearly Trev was, like, reading the ball as if it was a normal pop-up. Completely just, you know, being, whether it's in the zone, he was in the zone or he was rattled or he can't shake off a, an old habit of being a professional baseball player, completely does not take into account the ceiling, hits the ceiling, flight path changes, and you see, like, him try to adjust, can't do it in time, ball yeah. drops. 
Yeah, uh, it's not like he was frozen. Like, oh my god, did he hit it? Yeah, I, I knew. I knew something clearly. was up when he like didn't react. So he's like, it didn't seem like he wasn't trying at all. It just seemed like this, there must have been something that we couldn't see from our angle. And then when it happens to coma later, you see that oh, there must be some sort of lighting situation up there that you can't see it until the very last second, because yeah, it looks just as bad for Como, and it landed closer yeah. to Como. So I once I saw that, especially, I'm like, oh well, you just can't see it when it hits that dead zone. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I don't think it was Trev being bad at defense because uh, it, later on in the game, he or was, is it earlier? I can't remember because uh, the game was so long. It had to be later where I want to say it was Caden hit one up the right and Trev like ran from the mound yeah, yeah, to yeah. the wall. And made sure he, he made the play. He's like, I have the glove on. I'm the MLB third baseman. I'm going to catch this ball in front of you, Dan. But like, good day. Dan was backing up. He was right there just in case he needed to make the play. Yeah, great job defensively. Um I mean, that was the first five to four going out of the first. Then you get into the second where, you know, you start to ask yourself how like Trevor's <laughs> Trevor's a badass. Like he yeah. this putting up getting five put up on him is not going to shake him in any way. Um, he steps into the plate and says, fuck it. I'll just bring us back myself. You know, they end up scoring another four. In this, yeah. uh, in this bottom top of the f- second, Caden takes the mound for a bit and like cannot find the zone. Throws twelve straight balls. No, yeah, not a lot. and I think if he was able to like throw it straight to Dan Work, he would have gotten gotten him out much quicker because Dan didn't seem to be seeing the ball that well off of uh, these guys, no. especially later later in the game. Dan is so great to watch though, <laughs> because Dan is like. First off, he's super entertaining. <laughs> he's like, he off, curses the but by far the most in any of uh, John Boy Media. It's so funny and the, so the, early on. Fucking goddamn motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, he does it before you need to. He does it like two As seconds he's swinging, before. Like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, this inning, I guess, like just to go back for a little bit. Trev's swing is aggressive, real aggressive to start. He tries to jump on them like they jumped on him, swinging right. first time. It's hard not to. Those bats are so off. light, and you want to swing. When you see a pitch where you want it, you're trained. Like If you've played any kind of baseball before, you, you just want to swing hard, and the bat goes so much quicker through the zone when it's it weighs a fucking pound. Does it weigh less than a normal wiffle ball bat? I mean, I, I guess as opposed to just like a, a full-on bat, like a wooden bat or a metal bat. Um, so I think anytime you're using any gotcha. wiffle ball bat, it takes some adjusting. Like, let me, I don't have to swing with all my might with this thing. Especially in this warehouse. It's, it's I can't a hit wall. with the yellow ones. Well, the yellow ones are absurd. They're like, it's basically a stick ball bat. I cannot hit with them for my life. No, they're horrible. Um, also, we had, we have confirmed from Jimmy himself that the back wall is 65 feet. Or no, 65 it's, it's 70 feet. feet. And he said the 65 foot. Six, because the plate. That makes, so total is 70 plate. Like wall to difference. wall is 70. Gotcha. Yeah. So I mean the 70 um, feet, I guess with the wiffle ball is like relatively far. I think I think I don't know, maybe that sounds that sounds really small at the same time. Yeah. I mean so the big thing that you're going to you're going to be rotten might be kicking themselves in the ass if they were kicking themselves in the ass about anything. It would be the fact that they let they um they loaded the bases again i think in this bottom of the second before getting a single out and 
like they even got some runs. They got two runs before they even gotten out. Yeah. All they were able to do was get two more. Yeah. And you, I'm sure that they really wanted you to. Want to I mean, it, it doesn't five. matter. They wanted to put it to so five. I was like eight, eight to five to me. I think I said it in the, the burn too. Like that was for me. That wasn't enough. Seeing the guys just mercy. Like that, I guess, and there would have been. More, wouldn't there have been more scored if they weren't mercyed? Because I, I think it was a double with like bases loaded. Was the last hit that made it go to five. So it might have been like six if they were allowed to have six that inning. No, they weren't. It was still no. five five. So the double gave them like the the maximum for each inning. Um, but you got to be kicking yourself because yeah, just putting them down one more run. It's an offensive game. Affects the mentality a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Dan Rourke still had to come in for one uh, out, and he was not. He did not have his best stuff today. No. It happens to everybody. It doesn't mean he's a bad player. I think Dan has proven at this point, because even if he didn't have a great game, he didn't have a bad one. Dan has proven at this point that he belongs as one of the players in this tournament every edition. You know, I, not I don't, only is I don't he think he's bad either, but I think against this team, his one pitch is not going to cut it. That that no. is like basically a not moving change up to these guys. I think any, anybody else in the league, maybe like they it, they get fooled by it a little bit because it does have some nice run. But I don't think yeah. he, I don't again. I, you're right. I don't think he was pitching badly at all. But if they face up again in the playoffs and Dan's forced to stay in there, he's going to walk all these guys, or he's going to get rocked again. Like he he, it was like. Four hits off of like six pitches. It was insane. Like they, he did not have a chance against them. So I, I think you're what you're getting to is essentially like, no matter how much they scored, Dan Rourke having to pitch in this inning probably was going to be a loss for them, no matter what. These I guys just saw a, him so well. He's a two pitcher. At the plate, he's great. He has one of the best eyes in the tournament up there with Zoe. His discipline is fantastic. When he's in take mode, nothing's shaking him. Right. Yeah. Um, when he gets the green light to hit. More often than not, he hits. Yeah. Unless he's in a situation where he's already in his own head and then he strikes out a lot, which is, you know, what we saw in this game, striking out three times. Um, yeah. It happens. I'm not thinking every, taking anything down. I think that he is comfortably amongst the, like, quote-unquote, two players on each team. Totally. Um, he did, not he, like I wish he did have there. a better swing, though. He, uh, Chris Rose did call him out for having a fly swatter of a, of a swing. And it really, it does look like that. He needs to, he needs to work on that. Cause it, it, hey. ma- it makes him so short and it, he can't like reach for anything. And he need, it's just a, such an inside ball swing. And I think that's why he has such a hole in his swing against these guys. Cause they, they understand he doesn't have a full on baseball hitters swing. He, he's, he's definitely got some work to do. Yeah. I mean, he's fine as it is. He can, he can be better. But at this point, if he's going to be a two, he's going to be a two. Yeah. Does he have the potential to be a number one on one of these teams? I don't know, but he definitely is. He definitely is better than how he played today. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely better than how he played today. You could put him up. You could probably eventually get him up into that like Dalton Feely category. Yeah. Um, If he he just needs to work on a breaking ball. The rest of that inning, the rest of that bottom of the second. They were all over Trevor. Um, they were all over Dan, obviously. They were getting, I think it was, for when Dan was pitching, it was either first or second pitch every time yeah. for all four of those batters. Yeah. Uh, and they end up winning because they get that double that 
gives them the the maximum for the bottom of the second, and they just end up dominating this game. Uh, well, dominating is harsh. They they did really well in this game. They were very my absolute favorite thing in all of sports. Um, what the fuck is the word? Resilient. They were very resilient. Yeah. And I love it. That's my favorite thing in all sports. When you're down, just saying, fuck it, we're going to win anyways. Good for them. Yeah. Good Good for Como. Good job. Absolutely. Claps, claps, claps. Claps, claps, claps. I, I think the soundboard. <laughs> every time. <laughs> it's becoming less and less of an accident every time. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was similar to, to Lovey's, that, that game where Nikki comes up and he's like, we're going to win this game. And they, yeah. sometimes you just feel that that way. I know what I did in the last inning and it wasn't enough. And I, I feel like I, I have the right tools in my brain to to make the adjustments and, and do better next time I'm up there. And then that's exactly yep. what happened. Um, I, I, so I think the only way that Rotten, the way, the way this game went, was it, was it was a big run scoring game. The only way I think that Rotten could have beaten these guys, because no matter what, Dan Rourke was going to get lit up seemingly against these dudes. They had his number. Uh, it, so the rule we we found out in this game that the rule for pitching if you get maxed out before getting all three outs is that the the max the minimum out getter has to only get one out in the game. So well, no, it's just it's a maximum out thing, not a minimum. That's what we learned. Right. So instead of us thinking this whole time is oh both players have to get at least two outs, it's actually no player can exceed Except, getting four. Right, all right. So then total. So that, that worked out in Trevor's favor. He only had to. He's only a, right as, as you were saying. I'm, I'm, yeah, I understand the concept. I can't put it into words like you just did. You did that makes total sense. <sighs> um, so with with that so with that said, if Dan were to steal an out in the first inning and then they still got mercy that inning, Dan wouldn't have had to pitch at all. Not at all in the second inning, and that might have been a way for them. They they couldn't have foreseen this happening, but right. maybe if you like, if Trevor gives up three with one out in the first inning, like, you know what, these guys, and they still got guys on, they might end up mercying us anyway, and they can only get so many runs in an inning. Let me try and throw Dan here and see if he can throw until he, maybe he'll, maybe he'll get lucky and get into, they throw into an out. You never know. Yeah. But it has to be earlier so, in the, well, so yeah, if, well, if he gets the third out, then it doesn't work. Cause then if he gets the third out, he still has to pitch another out next inning. Exactly. You know, so it's tough. Exactly. Um, so, I just thought of this. I meant to bring this up earlier. The big storyline coming into this is Sammy Reeser, number five ranked blitzball player out there. Trevor, number three. Right? Mm -hmm. Who would you say, without looking at the notes, who would you say had a better game? Hmm. I feel like Trevor still had a good game. He didn't get, like... Statistically, one of the players did better than the other. I think they... Had similar pitching appearances because uh, there's a ton of walks and which led to a lot of runs. Uh, but I feel like I remember Trevor mashing more, a little bit more. So what do you want first? Do you want pitching stats first or hitting stats first? Uh, pitching stats. Pitching stats. Trevor gave up three walks. Sammy gave up four. Okay. That's one point to Trevor, right? Trevor had two strikeouts. Sammy had two strikeouts. No points. Mm-hmm. Trevor allowed five runs to score while he was on the mound. 
Sammy allowed six. Mm. Two points, Trevor. So go over to hitting now. Oh, no, hits, hits as well. Hits allowed. Hits allowed. Trevor allowed six. Sammy allowed three. Mm. Positive one to Trevor mm-hmm. when we net the scores. Right. Move over to hitting. Trevor walked five times. Sammy walked three times. Yep. You could give that to Trevor. Trevor's up two again. Trevor got one single. Sammy got two singles. Back to net one for Trev. They both got two doubles. They okay. both struck out one time. And they both got six RBI. So wow. Trevor, wow. by one stat category, had a better game than Sammy. Right. Like very, like barely. This is this is purely quantitative. Yep. Purely quantitative. We under I understand that there's other parts to the game as well, and you know, momentum and all that. Like, it's real. the The qualitative stuff is real as well. But from a purely quantitative standpoint, Trevor had a one stat category better game than Sammy did. Yeah, I guess the only reason why it doesn't feel like he did is just because of the fact that they lost. Right. That's it. Exactly. That's all comes down to. And it, it just felt like, but that could also, that's also largely because, so Sammy and Trev, one stat quarter category, essentially equal, right? Caden yeah. played better than Dan. That's what it came well, that's down That's what it to. is, right? If, if you had Dan with equal to Caden's stats on, uh, at the plate, there's a chance that this game ends very differently. Because the, the second inning, Dan was all three outs, wasn't he? Uh, I believe so. I think so. Which is bad. Like you don't you don't want to have that because the first inning he looked you a little bit better, but the second inning he just you uh, don't want to have they, that. They found him. So yes, yeah, so I, 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 I think I think that figures out why they lost. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. It's, too, it's just fantastic, two good hitters fantastic the game. There were some really great plays here. Every double was electric. Um, Trevor making a great play in the field running over to get a ball mm-hmm. that Dan was patiently waiting for. <laughs> yeah. Which I would have been, was I been so nervous to get also. So he's probably like, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. I think he if you saw the field, Dan's, though, Dan, he made one earlier. Yeah. If you saw Dan, the way he was set up, he was fully set up to take a grounder with no glove. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. in the, the warehouse of like, rules and effects were, were fully on, on here. Like the, the reason for all these rules are to make an offensive show. Right. And they've been adjusting each got. tournament and they got exactly that. Especially this this year the the pitch changing super important. I think the pitch changing also helps offense because it's it really takes a pitcher out of their groove too. Even if they're not in a groove yet, it helps you it, it stops them from finding it once you get like, yeah. the, having to go back and forth, back and forth. And the, the matchup stuff is probably really difficult to adjust to. So that's an, another thing in the yeah in the offenses. And not to mention that Trevor hits the living hell out of the ball. Yeah, I mean, what was it in the second inning? He hit the ball off the left wall, like directly at Caden's hands, but it was coming so hot that Caden kind of just like volleyball pushed it up. Yeah, and it hit the back wall for a double. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I think he even admitted too that he's like, I got to slow down a little bit because he's swinging so hard, and you only have to get it seventy feet, which is probably like if you hit it out of there well, that's like getting it out of the infield. 
Trevor almost had a couple homers in this game. Yeah, that, so that earlier um, hit, I feel like that double looked like it hit something, and that's why it didn't, because he hit it really hard, and it did. It was it just below. Wall. It must have hit Hayden something. Hayden almost had a home run, too. Mm. He hit the Devastator. But, uh, but, I mean, what else can we say about this game? I feel like it was the longest game and we have the least to say just because it was all like, yeah, these two guys are, these two teams are real good at offense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, it was, it was a game of walks and hits. That's really what it was. And it was, it's every game. Walks, hits, runs, strikeouts, <laughs> you know, <laughs> baseball. This game was five things. <laughs> walks, hits, runs, strikeouts, and ground outs. Well, you know what? Something I could say that we didn't say yet is the, we kind of touched on a little bit with the the K Max stuff, but the audience was electric this game more so than ever. Electric. I loved how much they were rooting for Dan. Uh, Forgotten Rotten must have felt a little bit of a home field advantage with with I think the crowd was in their favor because Como is the only like visitor to this entire warehouse. Right. You had the whole thing where they called they were chanting warehouse at Reezer when he couldn't catch that, that pop was up. Awesome. Which is I mean was it was awesome. cool because they they gave Trevor some shit for not being able to catch that, and then it happened to them, and then they're like, oh, I see why he couldn't find that. And then yeah. they, the whole crowd was like, see, it's the warehouse. Welcome to it. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, that was really cool. But, so uh, shout out to K-Mac and yeah. Dahl for being great uh, audience and members. And, and Nikki, everyone just, just the whole, they really know how to get a crowd going. But K-Mac and Dalton were really <laughs> up in the antics yeah. in the crowd. It and, was awesome. And for, the, for us, the viewers, too, the editing team did a great job of cutting to certain moments like that. And just the editing yep. is part of why certain moments were so funny. Yeah, really good. Cuts. Do you have jokes? Do you have some jokes of the episode this time? Uh, they, they were this as was funny your this responsibility. Time. I know. I, I, I gave my, you the responsibility. My favorite moment was just it wasn't so much. A, it was kind of a joke, but I mentioned it a little bit before. Chris Rose referring to Dan swings of fly swatter cracked me up because I couldn't figure out exactly what it looks like. It, it ha, it's so strange, and he just n- hit the nail on the head with the the fly swatter comparison. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, way to go, Chris Rose. A lot, a lot, wanna, more more swinger talk today too, so it was a tr- yeah, trotting territory. Getting ob- obsessed at this point, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> um, it's okay if you, you guys want, want to, to go into your. Do you have anything else to say about the games? I guess, or do you just um, want to no, go I, into I think our? That's uh, that's everything I got. Player of the game. Player of the game. <laughs> I did it right this time. Wow. We'll see if you keep it for play. We'll see. But this one's you this week, or this episode this week. My, so we, we we mentioned it earlier. There's two players that happened in this game. Two players that happened. What am I talking about? Two players that oh, played in this game no. that had almost the exact same games, same stats. One came out on top. One did not. It's Sammy Reezer. Sammy Reezer is the player of the game. Sure, he, he might he might have claps up claps. He might have let up a lot of walks. He threw a lot of pitches. He says his arm doesn't hurt. He does, he could throw a hundred, three hundred, four hundred more. Um, but he he does. He looks like a baseball player. He's he's more so out of the two Como pitchers starting to figure out how to pitch in the warehouse and how to stand to that speed limit. The hitting's never going to be a problem. The hitting's going to continue to get better as they get used to the to the speed and slowing down their bats. He definitely has some daddy hacks that are way too much, and I think he oh yeah adjusts afterwards, but. Yeah, he he had a great game, and I I think he is going to be a problem deep into these playoffs. Yeah, Sammy's, Sammy had a fantastic game. And I think a big part of it is Sammy 
has a presence about him that's bigger than himself. Like at the plate, on the mound, it's more than just you're facing one guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He really imposes himself on the opposition. And it's so it's so much more than just the qualitative or the quantitative stuff that he brings yeah. to the game. So good job, Sammy. You good deserve job, Sammy. it. You really do deserve it. Um Absolutely. But you know it's I have nothing it. else to say. I've been talking so That's much. Okay. We, we've been talking about them. We, we, I think been they, talking they about get them. it. They get Guys, it. It's three thirty in the morning. Three thirty in the morning, this, and Peter already mowed his lawn during this podcast. That's I mowed my lawn while Brendan was burning the game. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it was a long burn. Sorry, <laughs> it was a really long burn. Mow, lawn's done. <laughs> Instead of the burn, I'm just going to cut out the burn and just put the sound of a lawnmower instead. <laughs> Uh, but I guess it's now we got... It's time for the play of the game. Play of the game! <laughs> Back to old ways. <laughs> the audience um, just thinks the play of the game is the funniest shit that's ever happened. They're going to put the play now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I mentioned it before. I do think the biggest play that led to Como's victory today was Caden's first pitch double off of Treb in the mm-hmm. bottom of the first. You did say that. Um... It gave them, in my opinion, the confidence that they needed to go forth and say, you know what, let's fucking take this game back. It took it from just some words that were said to motivate them into, hey, we could really do this. Let's just get it done. And I really do believe that double, first pitch double, not only sparked Como, but potentially rattled Rotten a little bit. A little bit. I I think that could be true. I mean, Trevor hasn't seen people that could hit him as well as these guys, which I think was the reason why he was being so extra careful with these dudes, which was his ultimate demise. Yeah, I mean, it was that, and it's like, how many people have has Trevor come up against that could take this aggressive first-pitch swing approach and have the skill to back it up? Right. You know, like, you, you look at, you can take Zoe can do the same thing and just or jack jack is a perfect example because jack does that aggressive first pitch swing a lot jack doyle he can take that but jack doyle's like he's a good hitter don't get me wrong but nine out of ten times trev gets him yeah you know so seeing this with caden doing that to him and then caden getting four singles two doubles uh even though he only had the four rbi but he he was hitting trev really well today yeah, and you just got to think that maybe either one of the two things happened: it sparked Como, or it rattled Trev slash Rotten as a whole. Yeah, I think some guys are good blitzball battle and warehouse hitters, and some guys are more than that. And I think these guys are good outside of this place. So coming in here, like I've been saying, it just takes an adjustment, and then you're good in more ways than just being like, oh, you know, like what you're saying about Jack. He's only really had to perform at this stage these guys have been all the places so that's the difference yeah. that's the difference right there but that's it great job como great job como we great, had a... great job forgotten rotten it's not like one team played worse than the other yeah it's a fucking eight to ten game they also bo- both played equally good and equally bad yeah exactly um fantastic job both teams had great plays both teams had great players but one team has to come out on top and that is Como. Good job, guys. 
and one uh, team has to come out on bottom, which ooh, will happen. Great transition. Next wow. episode. Unfortunately, that's really good. <laughs> oh. That's really good, Brandon. <laughs> and like I always say this on my other show. Whenever I, I like will slightly put in like a, I'll, I'll throw up an idea for a segue and then Gage will be like, oh, good segue. Like, well, now it's ruined because you called out the segue. He's like, well, that what's, is what makes it a good segue is by calling it out and letting everyone know that you did a good job. <laughs> you did a good job. Otherwise, how would people know? And then you spend a minute how talking about it. How would people know that you're appreciated? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that is a great one. Baggage versus pinstripe. Has been hyped Loser up to be becomes one of the all-time place. games. Jimmy has All over I forget media. I forget where he said it specifically, but Jimmy has said outright, keep an eye out for baggage pinstripe strong, gonna be fucking wild. I think he's been posting and about honestly, it. I've been he talked about it on Talking Yanks a couple times. I heard a clip from the Girls Room podcast and the, the director of Blitzball was talking about it, and the, all the girls were like, If you think you've seen good Blitzball, just wait. It's the best is by far yet to come. I'm so excited. Everyone's talking about it. Every game is so good. Every game has been so good. And when they so say, they're talking to you. When you're saying right now, every every game's been so good. They're like, Peter, you're like, you know how you're saying you you might have shat your pants before. You you will yeah. be sitting yeah. on a pile of diarrhea by the time baggage wow. versus pinstripe strong is over. That's pretty good. I usually watch these games at work, so that's gonna be big for me. <laughs> that, that's pretty big for me. <laughs> that's that's happened not to me at work, but someone I know. At my, when I used to work, when I used to work at an office Nightmare. job, yeah, Nightmare. and he texted me. We had like a little like kind of aim chat for the office, um, like some weird software. And he's like, "Dude, I literally shit in my pants. Can you help me?" I was like, "I, I, I cannot. Um, I don't know what you want me to do. Is it four o'clock? We're getting out at five. Can you make it?" He's like, "You just wrote back to him. LOL." I, I did at first because I thought he was kidding. And he's like, "I know everyone in here can definitely smell it. I can't get up there. It's gonna get worse." Oh my god, that's my nightmare, Brendan. That is an absolute nightmare. The worst scenario. part about it, like I didn't see this part, but I can only imagine if it was me. The way you had to clock out was you had to like, go up to a physical punch out machine and then like wait for your thumbprint to like go through. So yeah. there's always a line that forms. So I said like get out of there as fast as you can so you don't like build up a line behind you. Imagine you're trying to get out, and sometimes when I would go up there, my thumbprint wouldn't work if my thumb was too sweaty or whatever was going on. Imagine you're up right. there and your thumb, your thumb's just not going through and it's beeping at you and you're, there's like 20 people behind you and you have shit in your pants and everyone's just like, this guy fucking stinks and he can't get out of I here. I mean, like, let, I'm going to be, I'm going to peel peel back the curtain a little bit. Uh-huh. I don't shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But it's still an absolute nightmare to me. Yeah, it's always it, on the, it's it always runs on the table. my head. Every time I'll go to work and like, I'll... On days that I order lunch, will I go out for pizza or something? And I'll get back, and my tummy will get like the gurgles. Yeah, I said tummy. Thirty years old <laughs> said it. <laughs> It'll get the gurgles, and I'm like, oh man, this is either like a fart because the pizza was too oily, mm. or I'm about to shit my pants. And I never chance. You never know. I'll, I will always go to the bathroom and sit down, and it'll always be gas. Yeah, but I will never chance it because it is my biggest nightmare scenario yeah. of being at work shitting your pants oh <laughs> you guys smell that I was like, oh, <laughs> that's me <laughs> then you stand up you stand up and then you have like the wet ring <laughs> like where your ass is because it was go <laughs> yeah we'd... sorry guys that's okay you came for blitz bowl and you got and shit you stayed ball. for the shit so, shit chat aside um 
it's this is probably the biggest uh, game we're going to see. Like as, uh, everything that people have been saying, throw it out. We we know the stakes of this game. This could be, and it is kind of an elimination game for someone. It might be someone that's not even playing today. Right. But there are a lot of stakes for for next. I episode. mean, it's the last game of the regular season. Yeah. It's bound, and it's it and it has huge implications. Mm-hmm. Someone is out. Either it's going to continue to be Mac Flurry Power, or it's going to be one of these two teams, which is like the owners of the company and the reason that probably most people follow John Boy or the Warehouse Games channels. And then Joe's, who's arguably one of the most beloved people in the company from a fan perspective. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I don't know if it was on pod or not, but I don't want either team to get eliminated and then also i don't want mcflurry power to get eliminated i i I think i I was saying to you the only reason i want john boy and jake to move forward is just because because you hate joe's it's just because i hate joe so much it's it's (laughs) because lou Lou really pissed you off when you shit talked i love that i was one of the one of his defenders (laughs) um no I, i like them both a lot but i think jimmy and jake just i they deserve it they deserve to move on over joe's because joe's is just not as good of a player as either one of those two guys in that team. Wow. So as far as a talent standpoint, I want the two guys that, to me, on paper, should move forward. And I'm a fan. They're the reason why I watch this stuff. They brought me into this world. You hate Joe's. I love Joe's. And he's a That's very entertaining crazy. character. But he might have to be entertaining from the sidelines. Come I met time. Joe's one time. Really? I met Joe's one time on my bachelor party where you know this. Oh, yeah. What, ha- what happened at my bachelor party. Uh, uh, my no brother got, no got me tickets to the Yankee game. Uh, we were like walking around beforehand, and I walk run into Zo- uh, to Joe's, and I like you know give him a handshake. I didn't. I don't want to ask him for a picture because like I don't want to fucking bother the guy. It's at a Yankee game in public. You know it. You know how it is at Yankee Stadium when you're walking your seats. It's crowded. Yeah, as it's shit. Crowded, yeah. I'm like I'm not gonna bother him for this i was like hey man I, I said to him you got robbed in blitzball this is when he was on like the, this was the first one in the uh-huh. league and he goes no nah, i don't think we did <laughs> <laughs> and then goes and sits down <laughs> then the yankees proceed to get no hit by the astros uh. for my bachelor party um and so me and joe's were part of history pretty much <laughs> we were part of history that interaction made the yankees get no hit and i have taken if you go on my twitter i have taken full responsibility it is your fault <laughs> for the yankees getting no hit because it's my fault it was my bachelor party can't do anything about it so my my guess is that pinstripe strong is going to get no hit by jimmy and jake this episode can you imagine a, a warehouse no hitter i can't unbelievable a warehouse no hitter. they said fuck it do nine innings and they just keep, <laughs> no just keep going <laughs> I, d- I just recently bought one of the Jumbo Media Anthony Volpe shirts, and I'm gonna. Once I haven't I g- seen him. Once I get that shirt, I don't know. It, he does sound, name sounded kind of cool. Once I get once I get the shirt, I I'm gonna see what the splits are from me getting the shirt to the end of the season. I bet it's gonna be really good. I'm going to uh, look up these shirts because I don't know. I was wearing the I have the Bronxy shirt, and I was wearing that. Oh, nice. The other day, but beyond that, yeah, you can shop later. I think we're done. <laughs> I think so. No, I'm shopping on the pod. <laughs> Do another uh, half hour of shopping. I think, ooh, <laughs> I wonder if this comes in my size. <laughs> so us trying on our clothes from our drawers, <laughs> showing each other. 
Um, I think that's it, right? That's it. I asked the uh, famous question. Peter, do you have anything else you want to say? And I'll give you the famous answer. Nope. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.